Live from Fort Bragg's backyard, this is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk to talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Welcome, everybody, to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, the 110 Nation Sports. And check out our site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Got a lot going on tonight. Got uh, some breaking news. We got a, return, a member of the 110 Nation returning to the 110 Nation. We got a couple former guests joining the show. Um, first things first, though. It's hard to believe that... Looking at an ad at the bottom when I, I had was going through jobs change and went from a, a went into a significant decrease in income. When I say significant, I went from like bringing home um, when I was bouncing twelve hundred dollars a week in pocket to I was bringing home like three hundred dollars a week at that point in time. Came across an ad talking about making more money. I had no idea what I was clicking on. Um, ended up clicking on something that I ended up signing, spending $50 to sign up for. Still had no idea what I was doing. Um, it wasn't until that you paid and I answer all these questions that you found out that you signed up to be a blogger, basically. Um, had no idea what a blog was. Someone had to actually break down what a blog was to me. I, I was just straight uh, beat reporting, just breaking straight facts and, and not actually blogging. Um, and and this, this happened back on April 15, 2011. Uh, a few months later, we roll in and I see someone talk about a podcast at that point in time. I had no idea what a podcast was. Um, I asked some questions about it, and I, I can remember being in what we call the computer room. It was an add-on room to the master bedroom, and I scheduled a show for 15 minutes. Had no idea um, if I could even talk for 15 minutes, and I didn't want anybody to hear me. I scheduled the first thing in the morning. It was like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. I, I was super nervous, didn't want anybody in the house to hear me, so I'm talking real low. Um, and, and quickly found out that I could talk more than 15 minutes about sports um, and had to extend the show. And here we are, two days short of turning 10 years old. Yes, all this began back on April 15, 2011, and it is hard to, to, to fathom the idea 10 years later we are still doing this. We are still going strong. And we are more focused than ever and growing back into the going back into and growing um, back in the right direction, looking forward um, to seeing what the next 10 years, hopefully longer, but the next 10 years bring us. Uh, we have no intentions of uh, closing shop and, and um, uh, uh, folding on this. Uh, the guys over at Race Chat Live love what they're doing and are all in. Miss Lee is still with us. Um, we have Eric Runyon, who it's been five, six years probably since he's been on the show. 
He, uh, I don't think he's going to make it tonight. He has some stuff come up. Uh, some of it had to do with uh, stepdad or dad getting the second uh, COVID-19 vaccine shot. Um, but we'll be returning next week to be a, par- a permanent part of the Tuesday night show. And the reason I say Tuesday night, because um, if all goes well, he's going to be talking MLB and NHL which will consume all of the Tuesday show, and I will expand into a Thursday show to do NFL, NBA, NCAA, NASCAR, and everything else we don't get into on Tuesday night. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I want to make sure that uh, all the plans pan out and uh, all the parties can handle doing this. So uh, looking forward to the return of Eric Runyon and looking for – forward to uh, having him on the show and bring in more base, uh, more baseball and more hockey to the show. Um, we got Kenny Martin joining us. Kenny Martin um, is going to be on in about 10 minutes. He actually was in the uh, peak performance contest is when we met uh, Kenny Martin. Um, his wife was part of the uh, San Diego Surge women's football team. And we got an opportunity to uh, meet the Surge football team because of our relationship and got to to have a great relationship with them. And then even more so, we got to have a great relationship with uh, Kenny, um, his wife. I want to say Jennifer, Jenny, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I apologize um, without looking. I want to recall that. Or might have been Jessica. It seems like it's with a J. Um, and it's probably him listening, so he's probably laughing and probably going to correct me on either one. Um, but much respect to him, teacher. Also, uh, um, has continued his racing career and now does the endurance races. Um, I'm supposed to be an honorary uh, member of the team, uh, part of the pit crew. I have now moved to the great state of Ohio, so which makes me closer to uh, Kenny, um, so hopefully that will become a reality, especially as uh, restrictions get lifted and that could be a possibility. I'm sure that's something I will bring up because uh, that's still a goal of mine is to be out there with the team. Um, we also got Brandon Martin joining the show. No, they are not related, just both happen to be Martins. Um, Brandon Martin played college football and then um, injuries or the risk of it, uh, the risk of injuries. I can't remember what pulled him away from football, but led him to racing as well. Um, he started racing following in his younger brother's footsteps, Dylan Martin, and both of them were racing. Um, and he has since stepped away. He started a producing company and produces for Sunshine State Racing, I, I believe is what it was called. Um, I'll have to pull up that information or ask him when he gets on the show. Um, but I'm trying to I'm trying to think from the top of my 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 brain. It's been a long long week and a, a lot going on. Um, yeah, started broadcasting company and producing for Sunshine State Races. So I got it right. Um, so hey, and I told him I figure so. I keep up with the Martins. I'm I'm not comment on everything. Um, and when I say the Martins, I'm talking about Brandon and Dylan, is I do as well as Kenny. I've I, I seen that, and that's kind of why I reached out to him, because I've seen that he was racing. I just didn't know if he was going to be racing this year. Um, and with restrictions, how that was uh, a factor. Um, but I've I seen that he um, is uh, – Brandon has put many pictures on Facebook um, showing the, the broadcasting and everything else and the producing. So I knew that he wasn't in racing anymore. Um, but for anybody that's ever listened to Brandon be on the show, I, I think Brandon might be the only, if not one of the only guests that I've had on the show that has had me laughing so hard. I have had tears um, coming down my face. It's always a, a fun and great time, especially the stories when it comes to him and his brother Dylan. Um, I, I got an opportunity a handful of years ago. As a matter of fact, the year Jeff Gordon retired, I was at the Homestead race and got an opportunity to uh, hang out with Dylan and Brandon to meet them. Um, and so um, great, great guys. Um, but looking forward to having both of these great guests on the show, returning to the show, part of our um, part of our 10 year um, anniversary week. So excited about that. Um I, I, I want to jump into something real quick. I, I know this is a topic a lot of people have stayed away from. 
um, and this is a big topic going on in the the um, sports world, um, and it was a big topic in the world period right now. But uh, more so, I'm talking about the sports side of this this whole reaction to what happened on Sunday night. And, and what I'm talking about is last night the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves and the uh, Minnesota Twins both went ahead and postponed games um, as a reaction to the shooting Sunday night that took the life of um, Dante White, um, 20-year-old in Minnesota, which we, now we're back to some writing. Um, and, of course, uh, the NBA um, jumped their two cents in um, with shirts tonight um, with the Brooklyn and uh, – Brooklyn and Timberwolves game um, with liberty and justice and then big letters for all. Um, I, I, I want to start off by saying no life should be taken. Um, well, I'm going to retract that. I, if you have no problem touching kids in ways they shouldn't be to touch, then your life should be taken. And, and there's a other, couple other examples we could go deeply into Outside of that, I agree. Um, no life should be taken. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that it's up to God to decide when it's that time and how how this should play out. But with that being said, at the same time, we, we now have the NBA putting their two cents in. you got games being postponed, and you got a state that's going to see rioting, looting, and everything else once again. Um, for once again, an incident that if you take the time, do your homework, do your research, and realize if the young male would have not been driving on expired tags with a warrant and resisted arrest and tried to flee, he never would have gotten shot. Now, it's unfortunate that whether or not the cop grabbed the wrong gun or not, supposedly he was, she was trying to tase, she grabbed the wrong gun and shot him. I, that's here nor there in my book. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. Because if you wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have all those things that led up to it, if it wouldn't have happened and, and a cop had to react in a split-of-the-moment situation, we wouldn't have had the end result. Once again, yes, it's unfortunate that another life is gone, but just like 99.9% of the time, if somebody did not resist arrest, did not commit a crime, did not try to flee, did not try to cause physical harm, did not break the law, once again, we would not have this whole situation. Um, I, I have many friends that kind of walk the fence with this. I have many black friends that I talk to. My best friend is black. I was the only white dude in his wedding. I was the best man. We text every morning, even though I'm back in Ohio. Um, I've known him for almost 30 years at this point. I was 23 years because I was still 20 at the time. I was with him on my 21st birthday. We text every day. Um, I lived with him for a while. I worked with him for a while. Um, and, and like I said, even being a year and a half removed from North Carolina, we still text each other every single morning. If there's nothing else more than just say, good, uh, great morning, sir. Um, if we don't have anything else to talk about sports-wise or life-wise, we, we kind of, that's it. Um, if we have things to talk about, then we talk about it. Um, but at the same time, I also – have friends and are good friends with head of the police department, different police officers, um, and everything else. So I, I kind of – I'm one of those that I don't believe every cop is bad, just like I don't believe everybody of any certain race is bad. I think you have your good and bad with everything. Yes, I do believe there's crooked cops. I do believe there's crooked people. But I also believe at the end of the day – 99.99999% of the time, if you comply with what the law says and what the officer says, the end result is either you end up in jail or you win your case, and that's the end of it. I have spent my time in the backseat of a car. I have had my fingerprints done. 
I have had my mugshot taken. I have, don't have a perfectly clean past. I have been, and everybody's well, you've never, I've been stereotyped. Me and my best friend have been pulled over for simply having rims on a car, a system, and I was the one driving. Um, it is what it is. And we both complied, and that was the end of it. Hell, I had the the uh, Secret Service police or whatever, I can't think what they're called at the time, actually watching me because they did not believe that I was working, that my best friend was a manager of the pizza place. My last two years I was in the military. I worked at the pizza place. I ended up working for this pizza place for on, on and off for almost 15 years. They did not believe that I was working there. They felt that the pizza place was just a front, that I was selling drugs. They actually had the, uh, the undercover, the secret police, military police, in the pizza shop hanging out with us trying to see if I was a drug dealer because of the people I hung out with and the fact that they believed that my second job was a cover-up for me selling drugs. So I've been part of the stereotype. I've been on the receiving ends, uh, unlawfully searched, seized, and everything else. I, I know that there, there, there's a lot of bad things that go on, and, and I understand that there's a lot of bad. Or I'm gonna say a lot. There are bad cops, um, but there are many, many more good cops. Uh, I'm not going to continue and rant on about this. I, I just my my, final, my my main point is this: is let's say that the cop would have just walked up and just gave him a warning for for having bad tags. Or simply, the bad example, because say he didn't have the warrant. Say he just said, look, your tags are expired, just getting taken care of. You got 30 days to show up to court with good tags. Would say that would have been his, the only thing they were going to do. And the guy would have shot him and killed the officer. I guarantee, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt, there would not be any rioting. rioting. There would not be no postponing games. And there would not be no with liberty and justice for all shirts out there. But instead, we have somebody that had bad tags, a warrant out for their arrest, did not comply with the cops, resisted, and took off, ended up dying. And here we got postponed games and shirts talking about justice for all that for a minute as we get our first guest into the studio. Like I said, I didn't want to get into it, but I, I know that this is a subject that is going to be hovering over the sports world, the entire world, and I hate it that it gets drawn into the sports world. I, I, I preach about this many times. I do this to get away from the world. This is, this is my hour not to care about politics, not to care about the problems of the world, not to care about this, not to care about that, to sit here and simply talk about different things that are going on in the sports. And unfortunately, when it gets drawn into sports, then unfortunately we got to talk about it and give our two cents about it and, and everything else. But anyway, we got Kenny Martin in the studio. Glad to have him back on the show. It has been a very, very long time. It's been too long. Uh, Kenny, how are you doing? All things considered, I am doing very well, very well. It's great to be on. Uh, appreciate you, appreciate you reaching out. Um, and thanks for yes, having sir. me. And congrats, congratulations on the ten-year anniversary, man. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Was I close? Was it Jessica? It is Jessica. You nailed it. Yeah, that was. I think. Wow. I think that was maybe the maybe the third <laughs> name, but you got it though. Yeah, I said Jennifer yep. first, uh, Jenny or Jennifer, Jennifer, and then I was like, well, maybe it's Jessica. I knew it was a J. Yep. Uh, so yeah. I, I do got a great great memory. Um, but uh, thank thank you for coming back. Um, it has been a long time. Things A lot of things have happened since the last time you've been on the show. Um, for sure. And yeah, <laughs> it's a crazy world right now. Um, yeah. First question, and most importantly, um, are you still teaching? Yes. Yes, I am. That's and, great. Uh, That's great. In fact – I, um, for me personally, I've had a, uh, a really, I mean, obviously this has been the craziest year, uh, for everybody and especially for us as teachers. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I have, for me, a, a kind of a dream finally came true for me. I was able to, uh, transition from teaching math into teaching PE, which kind of, which was, 
the thing that I wanted to do uh, back when I first got into teaching, um, you know, I, I, I thought, man, teaching PE would be super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the time, it was it was really difficult to find PE jobs because most most PE teachers, once they get started teaching PE, they don't want to retire, and I don't blame them. Um, meanwhile, uh, they this no state could find enough math teachers, and I knew I knew I could I knew I could teach math as well, and I knew that was going to be my mm-hmm. my foot in the door, and so that's what I did. I taught math for ten years, and uh, an opportunity came up at uh, the school where I have I've been now for this is my eighth year at Tierra Soul Middle School, and uh, an opportunity came up a couple years ago. I was still teaching math full-time, but uh, I got an opportunity to teach during my prep period. I got to teach one, one section of PE, and uh, mm-hmm. it went really well, and I, I added, I added my, my physical education credential, and um, as the school continued to grow, they needed they needed another full time PE teacher and I already had that foot in the door and I was able to switch over and and I'm now teaching PE full time which is just awesome I love it. Well, congratulations and being somebody that um, has two children prior to the relationship I'm in now and getting ready to be married in July with a woman that has three children who is also a preschool teacher. I've learned to appreciate (laughs) teachers even that much more and what you guys go through um, on a daily basis and even a nightly basis, uh, trying to plan for everything. And especially with this COVID, I know with her, with the preschool and what they've had to go through to keep things clean and sanitized and the, Never knowing what regulations and what's allowed, what's not allowed, what days you're going to be at school, yeah. what days you're doing online. Um, you, especially living with somebody that is a teacher, you learn to have even that much more of appreciation of what the uh, the teachers and the education system has to go through, especially times like uh, now. Um, I, I think. Thank you for that. Uh, if I rec- oh no problem. No thank you. Um, it seems like uh, as about the last time we had you on the show, I think that Jessica might have still been recovering. Maybe had had more than one surgery. I can't remember. But how has that gone? Is she fully recovered at this point? And um, how is she doing? She's doing well. Um, she's doing well. It, her, she is. I would say she's about as she's probably about as recovered as she as she's going to get. Um, okay. she, she, she still has some lingering effects. Uh, it was, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty gnarly knee injury that she, that she suffered. Um, there, yes, there were, there were multiple, um, uh, multiple operations. Um, you know, she, she rehabbed pretty hard, uh, when she was, when they, when the first round was done and then I don't, it, it, it get, like you said, it's been a minute since we've talked, um, Basically, a year after they did her first ACL replacement, um, she had ACL and LCL, and the LCL was the really tricky part, but uh, Mm. that was a repair. The the ACL had to be replaced. Uh, A year after that, they figured out that the ACL, what they had done was a cadaver graft. They had taken an ACL (laughs) out of a cadaver, and what they found a year later was that 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 ACL never vascularized. It it remained mm-hmm. dead tissue. It never came back like it was supposed to. So they had to mm. redo. They had to completely redo her ACL replacement, and they took oh, wow. a uh, they took a, a patellar tendon graft from her own leg, and so that was that was more successful. So she really had to go through that reset rehab process a couple of times, and oh, um, wow. you know she she's such a hard worker and she's so mentally tough. Um, so, you know, she's, she, you know, she's working out daily and, and, you know, I think no, knowing Jessica, she'll never, she'll never be fully satisfied with where it is. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I don't think she'd mind me sharing this. Uh, just, literally just a few days ago, she was, uh, she was complaining about the size of her, of her leg, of her injured leg versus her other leg. And uh, and I told her they, that they looked exactly the same. So we literally busted out the uh, the, the measuring tape that you would use for like, yeah, a sewing kit. I, and I measured, and they were they were half a centimeter different. 
Wow. And so we were, we, we, we were both right. We were both right. I said, I said, I think we can call that close enough. And she said, yes, but they're still different. I said, okay, we'll call it a draw. It's one of those things where but, we can uh, agree to disagree kind of situation there. That's right. That's right. So uh, no, she's, overall, she's, overall, she's doing well. Um, you know, like I said, she you know, still has a little bit of lingering effects. Um, you know, there definitely won't be any more, any more football in the future. Um, but, uh, you know, but doesn't prevent her from, you know, from working out every day and continuing to be, you know, strong and athletic like she always was. Well, that's good to hear. Um, tell her that everybody here said, Hey, and glad to uh, know that, uh, um, she's back to about as normal as she's going to get, but much better than what it was anyway. Um, definitely the racing part uh, of our uh, talk here tonight. Uh, one, yeah. Um, you do a little bit different racing than the normal guests we have on the show. Um, you you right. do endurance racing. I kind of want you to explain that to the listeners that are new to the show that don't know anything about what kind of racing you do or what, what it entails. But then also I, I, I kind of want to know how last year in the, the midst of the whole pandemic affected you and how you had to plan this year and when did you find out that you were going to be able to race this year if you didn't race at all last year? Sure. Sure. Um, well, okay. So first, first of all, to, to kind of explain uh, the type of racing that I do, I think, I think the easiest starting point is if anybody, if anybody has seen like the 24 hours of Daytona or, <laughs> or internationally, the 24 hours of Le Mans, where you have, you know, a long race, with multiple classes that are racing at the same time on the same track, but you know the the, the Daytona prototype cars, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be passing you know your uh, your GT cars, but they're not directly mm-hmm. competing against each other. You know the GT cars mm-hmm. are competing against the other GT cars. So the, the prototype cars are competing against the other prototype cars. Now, take take that and scale down the budget to a tiny tiny fraction of the budget. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, Instead of instead of multi multi million dollar cars and programs, uh, we're de- we're dealing with multi thousand dollar cars and programs. Um, but you know it is still multiple class racing. So for example, you know the the car that I the car that I have it's a it's a 1988 Honda Prelude. Um, I literally bought it off of Craigslist a number of years ago with the specific intention that I was going to tear it down and turn it into a race car. Uh, which mm-hmm. is, which is what I did with a friend of mine. Um, so all told, grand total, I probably have about six thousand dollars into the car um, in terms of actual costs for you know buying the car, buying the necessary safety equipment, you know all the parts and pieces and everything. Um, that's not you know that's not operating budget. That's a different thing. That's just uh, capital budget into you know into what's in the car currently. Um, gotcha. Now there are I will share a track with with cars that are that are probably between sixty and a hundred thousand um, dollars. you know, oh, you're wow. talking about you're talking about E thirty six BMWs that are full race cars. Um, you're talking mm-hmm. about uh some some really, really, you know, high level, um really unique cars. Uh two two eighty Zs that are that have been just masterfully put together um and that are sometimes driven by professional racers uh who come in and race with us. So um the probably the highlight of, of our success so far was uh in February of two thousand eighteen we want we not only won our class, we actually won overall, which was extremely unexpected. Um the, the the it was the the 12 hours of Buttonwillow in February 2018. Um, the second place car was a car that was owned and operated by Redline Oil, and it was it was one of those it was one of those BMW race cars and a really nice mm-hmm. car. And over the over the course of 12 hours, through just consistent smart driving, great pit stops, um, basically being flawless for 12 hours. We beat that BMW race car by six laps or five laps. Oh wow! Um, with with our little six thousand dollar Prelude, so that <laughs> was you know, that's not supposed to happen. That would be that would yeah. be kind of like at the twenty four hours of Daytona, uh, a G, uh, one of the GT cars winning overall and beating the prototypes, which is, would just be unheard of. And that's that's what we did. So, um, 
pretty cool. We've, we've, we've won our class a lot, which is the thing that really matters. Um, and the most, so you're transitioning into what you were asking about last year. Um, we did do one race in February. Um, so right before, right before the pandemic started, um, gotcha. that race was, that race was supposed to be an 11 hour race. Um, and in the, I, I want to say in the eighth hour, uh, we saw, we first, well, we were running extremely well. Um, we were, we were dominating our class and we were beating most of the cars it actually in the next class up. So it was another really good performance. Ironically, at Buttonwillow, the same, the same track where we won overall back in 2018. Um, and uh, we suffered a total brake failure. So uh, thankfully, there was not an accident involved. Um, one, of the, one of the corner workers called in and, and noticed that, <laughs> that, there were, that our car was putting off a fireworks show from the front wheels. Um, and basically there were, there were sparks that were being thrown and I'm not exaggerating here cause I actually got to see it, uh, at one point there were sparks being thrown 20 feet in the air from the front wheel. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So we were able to get, we were able to communicate with the driver, bring, bring it in. Um, I was not in the car at the time. And so I was able to get on the radio, bring the driver in. Um, and it, there was just brake fluid everywhere. Like I said, basically a total brake failure. So that, that ended that race for us. Um, was getting in the process of getting everything put back together to try to get to our next race, which would have been May of last year. And uh, that's when the pandemic struck. And um, that race got canceled and then rescheduled. But um, for, the, for the weekend, it got rescheduled. I was unable to do it at all. So that basically kind of put a hiatus on things until um, September of last year. Went to uh went to another track called Willow Springs. Um, if you've seen the movie Ford versus Ferrari, uh, Willow Springs is the track where Carol Shelby met Ken Miles at the beginning of the movie. That's where they met in real life. So Willow Springs is 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 that track. And um, gotcha. Yeah. So that's uh that was that was the one that got canceled back in May. Um, so. Then go to go to sorry back to September again. So just this past September, we had a race in, at a place called Chuckwalla, and uh, so this was our this was our first race after the pandemic had started, and um, we had an extremely extremely successful weekend. Um, we dominated our class. It was actually two races: a Saturday race and a Sunday race. We dominated our class both days, uh, so we swept our class for the weekend. And then the um, that series, the Lucky Dog Racing Series. They don't do. They don't keep track of overall, but they do have an award for whichever team does the most laps out of any class, and that was us as well. So, if there was actually an overall victory, we would have won overall for the whole weekend combined, which was pretty cool. Um, so, it could not have possibly been a more successful weekend, and that was that was the last one we've done. Um, so this year. Um, I've act, I actually personally have a race coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm not taking my car, but, uh, but a buddy of mine is, has asked me to come drive with his team, uh, again, at, at Willow Springs, the, the, the one mm -hmm. that got canceled last year that I couldn't do. So I'm really excited about that. That's going to be the very first weekend of May. Um, and it's a, it's a fun car that um, his car and my car are usually in different classes, but they actually – run pretty close together. Uh, he's in the next class up above mine, and he's always competitive in it. But um, overall, we, we end up running together a lot. So it's, it's a car I've seen a lot. It's a car that is featured a lot in, in the in-car video for my car. And um, I'm looking forward to being behind the wheel. It's going to be a lot of fun. How many races uh, are you planning on doing this year? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I I wasn't able to get uh, – there wasn't anything wrong with the car from the last race that we did. Um, it's just there's, you know, there's a certain amount of work that goes into getting it turned around from one race to the next, especially being, mm -hmm. you know, being on a school on a school teacher's budget and everything else. Um, and I wasn't able to get it turned around in time for this one, which is why, you know, why I agreed to drive for my friend. But um, mm -hmm. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping to do at least a couple in the fall. Um, I am, I'm fortunate enough to, to be fully vaccinated at this point. So I feel, you know, I'm very comfortable at this point. 
um, you know, going out and doing things. Um, I personally still choose to wear my mask, but that's honestly not really for my safety. That's actually, for, for me, it's for the safety of those around me because of the fact that my school district has been in person almost all year long. And so gotcha. I'm, around, I'm around hundreds of kids every day, and gotcha. I'm not worried about me getting sick because I'm inoculated at this point, but I don't want you know, to be responsible for having transmitted to someone else. So I still keep my gotcha. mask on just for the sake of those around me, but uh, you know, I'm comfortable going out and doing stuff at this point now finally. And um, so, yeah, once, uh, once, once I get the car turned back around, I'm hoping to do a couple in the fall. Um, any of them close to Ohio? I, I know we've talked about meeting <laughs> up and uh, me being part of that. I'm uh, getting closer to you. Um, how, how, any of them, any of the tracks that you normally do, are they anything close to the vicinity where I'm at now, or are they still farther out west? Uh, so for this year, for this year, I'm going to be keeping out, keeping things kind of close out here. Um, this year, I won't be really venturing that far uh, that direction. Uh, in the future, gotcha. though, that is that is you know planning to head back out that way. Um, a couple years ago, I you know did get to race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which was really special, um, and got you know my dad got to go race with me again, which that was um, that was pretty awesome to have him there with me. And so racing at the Brickyard is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's the last time I made it anywhere even remotely out that direction. Um, so it'll <laughs> it'll it'll probably still be a little bit before I'm able to, to do another, you know, big trip like that. So for this year, they'll, they'll be out here on the West Coast. But I, I, I have not forgotten, and we will definitely uh, get you in the pits at some point in time. That's, that's still going to be a thing, guaranteed. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking forward to that. Um, and, and I feel you with the Indianapolis. I didn't get a race there. Last year we were supposed to go. It would have been my first trip. I've been to like 10 tracks. Indy has not been yeah. one, of, one of them. We actually had tickets to go to the race last year, and they canceled it. Um, we went ahead and took the option of t- taking tickets for this year's race. I guess they're doing the road course out there this year versus the regular mm-hmm. brickyard from what we're understanding. So we're still yep. um, set to go to that race um, this year. So looking forward to that. Um, we're definitely going to keep in touch and, one, get you back on and, and talk about your races this year. But uh, I definitely uh, going to be part of that crew and uh, take you up on that because I'm very excited about that opportunity. Um, yeah, as, Kenny, as you I, I said, want, you are you are definitely an honorary member of the team for sure. <laughs> I want to I want to thank you for uh, joining us tonight. Um, like I said, it's been a long time. Uh, next time we will make sure it's not been as long. Um, but uh, I, you know, there, there was a few of you guys out there that I reached out to, uh, especially you and uh, Brandon, who's getting ready to come on. Uh, were the first couple yeah. that I reached out to that were always been great guests, been great to us, and I wanted to be able to share this uh, 10th anniversary with, especially relationship, getting to know, you know, hey, we've had your wife on the show, getting to know you yeah. guys, to get, both of y'all, and same with Brandon, I, you know, I have physically got to meet them at Homestead. Um, I have had a great relationship with Brandon and Dylan. Um, I'm friends with uh, his his parents on Facebook and interact with them as well. Um, so I, I couldn't have asked, and, and I had to make sure I put in the show title that, no, they're not related, even though you guys both just happen to be Martins. Um, but uh, I couldn't ask for brother, uh, a better Brothers from other mothers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, but uh, I will keep in touch with you and, and reach out to you. Um, let me know how the race goes, and uh, we'll get sure. you back on um, a little bit later in the season. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. It's just it's great to talk to you again, man. Best wishes to you. Yes, and, sir. Again, yes, sir. congrats Thank on, you. The, on the anniversary. Yep. Thank you. That was Kenny Martin, a long-time guest, multi-time guest, uh, um, probably – Top five most visited on the show, and definitely love having him on. Much respect to uh, his occupation, being a teacher, like I said, uh, getting ready to marry a, a preschool teacher, and having my kids, her kids, and just seeing how the school year, the last year and a half has gone, half part of the time online, half the time in school. Um, never knowing what what regulations, what rules, what what is mandatory, what is allowed, the cleaning, the preparation, you, you learn to have a whole new and, and even more respect um, for the educators out there. And uh, you know, I want to apologize for all the teachers that I gave hell going through 
um, my school years, um, I, I didn't realize and didn't know. Um, now I know. And uh, so i got to go ahead and just throw out an apology now for that. Um, our next guest is in the studio. Let me go ahead and get him in here. Um, he has been on the show many, many times, um, like I said in the intro. Um, I think that Brandon might be the only, if not one of the only, um, guests I've ever had on the show that has had me laughing so hard. I've had tears coming down. Um, always a great time, always great stories. Brandon, how have you been? CJ, my buddy, man. How's it going? It's been great. I'm doing good. I haven't heard from you in forever. <laughs> I know. Um, it has been a while, um, I, and it just, it's been hectic with the move and, um, everything going on in, in life, your life, my life, um, um, what had happened to, you know, the wreck with your brother and then the recovery and it, it's just been, it's, it's, life's been crazy. Um, but glad to have you back in the studio. Um, and I reached out to Brandon. I, I knew from what I seen on Facebook, I wasn't hundred percent sure that you were done racing. Um, but I knew that you had something else going on and something else that I'm intrigued and wanted to get to know about and get to talk about because it's still sports related. Um, and it's very intriguing. Uh, like I said, at the beginning, um, Brandon played football in college. Um, I don't know if it was injury or the fear of injury or whatever it was. I think it was injury that pulled you away from football. Um, then you decided to go racing, wanted to race with your brother, which that brought a lot of great and funny stories. Um, and then now you are, you, you started a broadcast company. Is that what you said? It is. Yeah. We, uh, it, it, we're not done racing. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I just need to buy a new truck. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we started a broadcast company because you know, why, why not do that in the middle of all this madness madness? Why not? You're, you're right. Um, <laughs> um, how is that going? And, um, how how has that changed your life? Because I, I I would assume that you know that that's a whole different life consumption on its own. Learning, building the, your studio, the equipment, learning that you know. Because like I said at the beginning of the show, when I started off, when I started started this ten years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know what a blog was. I didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't even know what I was signing up for. And then when I found out, then I had to learn what I just signed up to do. And then here I am ten years later, and it's been a learning process ever since. Um, what's this whole new adventure been like for you? Um, uh, and, and what is the learning curve and what, it, what has it been like learning all this stuff? Yeah, no, it, it's been a blast. Um, you, you know, the, the whole thing started with racing as, as most things in my life. Um, but you know what happened with Dylan and everything, and then he got back into it, and we had trucks together. And, you know, we, we got to actually race one time together. That was epic. Um and then we, you you know me, like I'm too competitive to run in the back. And when we went into the trucks, I, I was not, I was no longer planning on running in the back. And we finally, we started getting fast. We were running up in the top ten. We were starting to creep into the top five. And just when we were getting there, um, you know, the stupid racing incident, it happened. I, I got ran over from behind because I was checking up for an accident. The guy behind me couldn't see. And he genuinely he couldn't see. He can't see through me. Um hit me so hard in the rear that the front clip was bent. Uh, so mm. we're building a new truck. Um, but in order to build the new truck, I said, you know what? Let's uh, let's start a broadcast company because obviously with everything that happened with Dylan, you know, af- after that, I-, I had went back into broadcast with, with Dad, um, picked up a, a job in Atlanta as a broadcast engineer, um, moved. Uh, about a week after I took the job, found out we were going to have our first kid. Um, and then the pandemic hit in Atlanta, away from all of our family and friends. So I decided to start a company because that's something you do when you're in the middle of a pandemic with a newborn <laughs> away from all your family. Um, yeah, that, that happened. So it's been awesome. Uh, I will say that the learning curve has been small um, because this is what I do for a living nine to five. Uh, gotcha. I, I build systems for, you know, ESPN and, and those guys from, from nine to five. So this, the learning curve has not been nearly as, as big as most, uh, jumping into this. I, I had quite the advantage. Um, gotcha. but it's been fun. It's, it's been a blast. I, it's a way to keep me at the tracks. I, I get, I get to go and still be at the tracks with all of my friends and family and, 
I mean, and then I get to bring it to everybody else and, and sit it in front of 40,000 people who wouldn't have been there any any other way. Now, does this put you at more tracks, or does this make you have more track time and away from the house? I mean, how's the wife liking this? Um, and also, does this make more sports on TV? Because um, I know every every wife and girlfriend loves their husband and boyfriends watching even more sports than they already were before. Um, has that changed any of that for you? Uh, it's tough. We're not gonna lie. It's it's putting it's a strain. Um, but gotcha. I mean, it, it's it's what we do. You know, I, I've grown up in the broadcast industry. Uh, that that's yeah. done it. You know, his whole life. I started doing it when I was five. This is not new to us. Um, now being on the road like this is a little new. Um, I'm gone gotcha. almost every weekend. We are getting to the point that I'm bringing them with me. So there is that. Gotcha. Um, but at the same time. It's the sacrifice we're making up front because uh, my son just turned nine months old a few days ago, and Mm -hmm. while he's not going to remember anything right now, Mm -hmm. we want to get it back to where we can have the family track weekends, where we can go as a whole group, bring mom and dad and Brantley and Jamie and everybody to the track and have that family time again that we can't have right now because I destroyed the truck. I just like he said, because I destroyed the truck. Uh, It's in three pieces. There's nothing I can do about it. (laughs) I'm sure she's also got to like the fact that you're, you know, the football with the injury and then the possibilities of injury at the track. I'm sure in the back of her mind, this is the the safer of the three things that I've known that you've done. (laughs) So, I mean, at least that's got to be a little easier at sleeping at night for her. She doesn't mind that, that's for sure. And when she's not with me, she's kind of with me because she watches the broadcast that I'm producing. So she texts me during them, and she says it's like she's sitting there with me. So, you know, it's, that's good. it is what it is for now. We'll get through it. And I think I have two off weekends for the rest of the year um, between Sunshine State Racing, Flow Sports, and Crate Racing USA. Uh, I'm shooting for all of them. So, yeah, it's, it's keeping me busy, and we're going to get my damn truck back so I can go racing again. <laughs> um, are, are, are there plans for this year for the truck to be ready? Or is there something that is going to probably be another season or two before you're back in the truck? Oh, no, it's being built now. Um, we So you'll be back in this year sometime? Up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm shooting for okay. charity race. Uh, gotcha. Chassis came in a few weeks ago. It's at Chad Pierce's place. Uh, he's He's putting it all together for me. Uh, all the mechanicals on my old one are still okay, so all we really have to do is build, you know, chassis roll cage and whatnot, throw a body on it, and then move all the mechanicals over, and we're good. So it's expensive, but um, it's not like i got to go <laughs> With the broadcasting, is all the, the, the racetracks you go to in broadcasting all in Florida, and if so, are they all in your area, or is there, like, long-distance traveling? Because, I mean, Florida's a – I, you know, I've been to Miami Homestead, uh, you know, like my brother um, before he passed away was in Deltona. So I, I know that, you know, just because you say well, you're still in the same state, I know how long it takes to get from Deltona or Daytona, basically, all the way down to Miami. That's quite a, that's quite a haul. Um, so is all the races that you're doing in Florida, and if so, um, are they still close by? Is there a lot of travel, and is there any of them outside of the state? Um, so I probably spend three quarters of my time out th- outside of the state of Florida, but I live in Atlanta, so there's that. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So I didn't know you moved. Florida, from it. Yeah, we moved, we moved the whole family up. To, it was crazy. When we got this new broadcast job, um, I'm working for Conference Technologies and moved, moved the family up to Atlanta. And literally the week after we accepted the job, we found out Jamie was pregnant. So, yeah, hmm. there's a, a lot that's changed. <laughs> Yeah, I missed a lot, I, and I felt that I was doing pretty good keeping up just by posting pictures, and I, I, I guess I totally missed that. Um, no, I guess that explains. Right <laughs> I guess that explains. I think there's been a few times that I've seen your dad post like pictures of at airports or whatever. Um, if I'm not mistaken, on his page where he talked about leaving certain, that might explain why. Um, there, there was those times where I saw the travel post on his uh, his Facebook. It was probably uh, him going back and forth. Um, 
your brother Dylan, um, obviously, uh, for those that don't know, he was in a, a really bad um, motorcycle wreck. Um, I, I know from the post I've seen, he's kind of back to the Dylan Martin that we knew. Um, how's he doing, and how is his racing coming along? Is he getting? Is he back on the track? Getting back on the track? Um, and, and how's he been? Yeah, he's he's been great, man. It's uh it's been incredible to watch him. I mean, the the resilience that that kid has to to come back from that accident and get back to where he is now. It, he'll never say it, but we all we all know he it still hurts him. It, it it's never it's that's one of those things that when you're 60 years old, you're still going to feel that. Um yeah. and I think he's kind of he he understands that and he's gotten gotten used to it and he doesn't let it hold him back anymore. And it's really impressive to watch. Um as far as racing goes, he's doing he's getting really good at at spotting and working and he's he's helping a lot of guys out. Um he's not racing himself right now. He's in the same boat I am. Uh if if he wants it, he he thinks a lot like me in that in that case, you know, we're we're not the same on a lot of things, but when it comes to competition mm-hmm. we are. If I ain't running up front, I don't want to do it. And if he he's ten times worse than I am when it comes to that. If he's not going to finish top three, he's not even going to show up at the track. So he he wants to. It's all a – you know, it's racing, man. It's all a funding thing. I was, I was listening to uh, the guy you had on before and giggled, and he's like, yeah, I got six grand in my car. I'm like, man, I got six grand in my chassis, and it's still in four pieces of <laughs> coded. Shit. Um, it's all a <laughs> and for those that don't know, um, we actually had Dylan Martin on first. I forget how we got connected with Dylan Martin. And I always used to uh, give Dylan, uh, Dylan a hard time um, because when he first came on the show, you know, we used to lock 30-minute time. To, and we were blessed because everybody gave us, you know, up to 30 minutes of their time to come on. And I would have all these questions for Dylan. And he would always have one-word answers. It was yes, no, maybe, you know, just one-word and answers. <laughs> and I'd be through all the questions in five minutes. And I'm like, I don't, you, know, you know, I'm still kind of new to this. I don't know how to, 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 to uh, call an audible. Um, then it got to the point after having Dylan on many times and Dylan, you know, continued his race career, racing career and had more interviews underneath his belt. It got to the point that 30 minutes was almost not enough time. You, you know, you'd get him talking and he would talk and talk and talk. Um, but I always used to poke at him because it was like, at first it was just like, oh my God, what am I, I was so nervous. I'd be sweating everything else. Um, and when it comes to talking about being the exact opposite, for those that don't know, Brandon and Dylan, if you would look at him, you would have never thought they were brothers. Brandon's this big, you could tell he was a football player, and Dylan's more the size, looks like he'd be a soccer player. Um, they're, they're, they're about the, the complete opposite. And even coming on the show, when Brandon first came on the show, it was talk, 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 and Dylan, it was like pulling teeth. Um, but uh, now, you know, we all stand around and, and talk, and we could probably talk for hours. And um, you know, having you on the show has always been a great time. Like I said, like I, you know, I've said twice already. I, I think you're the only guest I've ever had on. I've literally had tears coming out of my eyes, um, with tires falling off of race cars, and um, you being in the in the the, the pits uh, pit crew for for Dylan, and just the stories you've had. Um, so I'm gonna try to pull one out of you. I, I didn't. I don't think I prepared you for this. Um, it's been a while since we had on, so I, I, I would imagine if it'd be race, broadcasting, just life in general story, you have one in the bag um, that, that that can get a couple tears going tonight. Oh man, you gotta you gotta warm me up for that one. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, there's been a lot, um, and, and we're on a we're on a family show, so there's not much I can say with Dylan's accident, but uh, he, he did some funny shit. We'll have to talk after for that one, but. <laughs> Once Dylan got back, we got back racing. Um, I, I think he kind of realized that racing hurts now, um, which is unfortunate. But he, he's mm-hmm. he's done really good in the pits. And at first, he decided to pit for me. And he decided to spot for me. So you, you talk about the, the world of polar opposites. Then you stick us on a channel together and block <laughs> everybody else out, and they just get to listen. Um, luckily, none of it was recorded. Um, that, that was positive, but so we, we go down to 417. Um, it's a night I've got the truck. The truck is not handling it. It wouldn't turn worth a dang. It was driving me nuts and I am getting football angry. And my cool common collective brother is literally laughing at me on the radio. Um, which is not helping the next situation. 
So I, I'm I'm on the radio. Just screw this effing truck. I'm gonna park it. This is horse crap. This thing's a piece of junk. Blah 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 blah. And he gets on and he goes, well, if you didn't suck so bad, maybe you'd be faster. That was his only response. And, and it shut me up. And I started driving. And I still sucked. And I got out. I got out of the car and I looked at him. I was like, man, you were lucky you were not within 10 feet of me. He's like, yeah, no. But I wasn't. So guess what? Don't suck next time. And walked away. And that, that was my crew chief for the night. If you didn't suck so bad, you'd be faster. Uh, yeah, that that's pretty standard with us. But, man, listening to us on the radio. We're, we're recording it when I get back because it's it, it's NASCAR radioactive worthy. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! I'm definitely gonna have to send some recordings my way. Give me a, a good a few laughs. Um, I want to thank you, Brandon, for coming back on. Like I said, it's been a while. It's been way too long. Um, to tell um, Dylan, I said, hey, when you talk to him. Uh, I'll probably, I might even reach out to him and, and see if he wants to come on and talk a little bit. Um, I, I know he's not racing right now, but both y'all are trying to get back into uh, getting on the track. So uh, maybe we can uh, preview him a little bit as well. Um, tell the family, I said, hey, um, uh, definitely uh, miss being able to talk to them. And uh, I'm always thankful for the opportunity to get to see you guys down in Miami when you, we were all down at the uh, Homestead race. Um, once you get the truck up and running, Let's uh, get you back on and talk about some racing and see how things go, see how knocking the rust off uh, went, and uh, see how you finished. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Happy 10th. You know, this is this is awesome, man. You you started this when I was still playing football, but uh, it, it, it's pretty great what y'all have been doing. It, it's great that you bring the local guys on and, and give them a spotlight. It's kind of, you know, kind of inspired me to do the same thing with my company, that we, we kind of stick to those local grassroots guys to give them that give them that spotlight they don't get otherwise and uh it's been it's been great to watch you run and thank you for everything you do man appreciate it thank you thank you that means a lot um you guys have a great night good luck um let's connect up even with the broadcasting stuff let's uh connect up and uh see what we can do maybe i can help promote uh and send people your way and vice versa um and uh let's let's, let's continue the relationship we've had over the years um you guys have a great night um good luck to the season and uh let's catch up again here soon awesome man thank you too i'll see you next time i'm in ohio yes sir um i had the the martin the martin guys i I can't say boys because they're they're not related neither they boys but um not related, but just coincidentally, the, my two guests that I had on tonight both happened to be um, last name Martin. Um, it just worked out that well that way. Um, I've had them both on multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, always great guests. Always glad to uh, have them. Always Brandon, especially, always has funny, great stories to tell. Um, so glad to glad to have the opportunity to have him back on the show. Looking forward to bringing them back and catching up with them um, after uh, Kenny runs his race and uh, the Dylan and uh, Brandon both get their trucks back up and running. Um, don't forget Monday night you guys can catch Race Chat live right here on the One Ten Nation Sports Radio Network. Uh, had a great show last night as they recapped Martinsville. Uh, a rain-delayed, um, postponed weekend. That was supposed to be a Friday-Saturday race. Ended up being both races, a doubleheader on Sunday. Um, so I got an opportunity to listen to those guys. I, I jumped in for a few minutes on the show. Um, I think they got guests lined up for next Monday night. Um, so make sure you guys tune into that. I will be back in in the studio um, next Tuesday night um, to uh, get you guys caught up on the latest going on in the sports world. Hopefully we'll have Eric Runyon return um, and get you guys caught up in some baseball and some uh, hockey. So looking forward to that as well. Um, for some reason, it is not wanting to pull my studio up. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at 110 Nation. Um, give us a like on Facebook to 110 Nation Sports. Um, and check us out at www.the110nationsports.com for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Uh, like I said, Monday nights. Make sure you guys check out um, Race Chat Live, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Tuesday night, back in the studio myself, 
for the uh, 110 Nation Sports Show. Check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation. So be sure to visit the110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110nation and on Facebook at 110nation sports. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.